Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'll go to the corner store. She'll call me up before I even get there just to see what I'm doing. What are you doing, Mom? Um, it's, you know what I mean? It's the problem I have with it is she was just way overprotective. It was like I couldn't go anywhere without her checking on me or or worrying about me or telling me be careful. I've, I've never had this. Ha- I'm like, usually I hear how the kid wants to move because the mother's overprotective and constantly checking up on them. And This is the plaintiff, Teresa Mace. She says the defendant is her daughter, and they were living together since November of 2019 until her daughter kicked her out. Yes, her own daughter then threw out her belongings. Now she's without her clothes, medications, and a radio. The defendant had no right to discard her property, and daughter or no daughter, she's here suing for the $800 she's owed. This is the defendant, Jessica Shaw. She says her mother left the house one day and never came back. She stopped answering her phone as well, and she got tired of storing her junk and threw it out. She can't believe her mother is suing her today, because if anyone's owed money, it's certainly not the plaintiff. She's accused of tossing it all away. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $760 for an airline ticket, a bed, and a bearded dragon. All parties, please enter right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Milian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Ms. Mace, you are suing your daughter, Ms. Shaw, for $800 that you say she owes you for tossing out your belongings. Tell me what happened here. It wasn't she threw me out. What happened was um, I left for a couple days, and when I came back, she had already threw my stuff out. I guess she assumed I left and I moved out. I was I was going there to tell her I was moving out, but she had already threw my stuff away. Let's back up a second. When did you decide you were going to live with the defendant? Um, I believe, I'm not sure she would know better dates than I would because I'm not good with dates, but I believe it was November because I know it was close to Thanksgiving. Okay, and whose idea was it that my you would live with passed, her? And I was having a hard time, so she invited me so I wouldn't spend my first Thanksgiving and Christmas alone. 
she was nice enough to invite me to her house to stay. And that's how we ended up living together. And were you supposed to be paying rent? Yes, I was. I was paying $200 in rent, I believe. Is that right? And a hundred dollars in for the cable because I wanted higher cable okay. than she than she originally had. All right. Well, when did the problems begin, and what caused the problems? It was more like uncomfortability. Um, Jessica, when she tends to love someone or care about someone, or or I guess it's her motherly instinct because she has kids. I don't know what it is, or if it's the fact that I wasn't around because of certain things when. I was younger because I had him at a young age. Um, she, she's very motherly. Like if I leave to go out, she'll call me up and tell me she's on her way. She's, she's going that way anyway. And she'll come pick me up and we'll go someplace going in my direction. Or I'll go to the corner store and she'll call me up before I even get there just to see what, what I'm doing. What are you doing, mom? Um, it's, you know what I mean? The problem I have with it is she was just way overprotective. It was like I couldn't go anywhere without her checking on me or or worrying about me or telling me be careful. Uh, I've I've never had this. Ha I've like usually I hear how the kid wants to move because the mother's overprotective and constantly checking no. up on them. And let me tell you, so I you're felt like I was the daughter and she was the mother. Okay, That's how she made um, me feel like so she was my mother and I was the daughter. Okay, so at it's some point in, thing. was I'm not it? Saying it's a bad thing. It's just uncomfortability for me. Uncomfortable. But what you need to do though is have some communication with your own daughter. What'd you end up doing? You just kind of left, right? Well, and no, I, and didn't answer I, your I phone. I talked to her about it, and I did talk to her about it, and she said that she would try harder. But after two weeks, she was back to being motherly and overprotective, <laughs> and it just. It was just too much. I mean, I, I'm right, I but I don't get it. Why couldn't this be an amicable parting between you two, where you just say, "Listen, next month I'm going to try to get my own place or whatever." Why did it have to end up like this? So you end up doing what? You leave and go where? I left for a couple of days. I came back to tell her I was moving out, and she had already threw my stuff away because she assumed I wasn't coming back. Okay, why would she assume you weren't she coming didn't do back? She viciously, like, you know, I don't think. Why did she assume you weren't coming back? Because I was gone for two or three days. Were you not answering your phone? No, I was answering my phone. I tell her I'll be back, I'll be back. And I guess she didn't believe that I'd be back. And so... Wow, Miss Shaw, what's going on? So I brought my mom to stay with me in November. It was like November 11th. I had paid for her airline ticket. Everything was fine. Me and her get along. I am overly protective because my mom um, has a lot of medical issues. Um, and due to things I've been through in my life, um, whether it's with my parents or people on the outside, even I have a major trust issue and it becomes a big issue. But then my mom had walked away one day and as she was walking away, I, I normally tell when my mom's going to do something and when she does it, how she's going to and how it's going to end up. I, I can basically read her by now. I mean, I've known her so, so much. Um, what do you, what do you mean by everybody's tip, everybody's tiptoeing around something? What is it? Is there a substance abuse issue? When Jessica was growing up, I had, him to, I had, I believe Jessica and Erica were seven and six. Um, I was a very bad alcoholic and drug addict. So was her father. But her father promised to quit. And um, 
he was dating a rich person and they were buying a house together. So when I filed for divorce, he came up to me and said, look, can I just have custody of the kids because I have, I'm getting a house. They'll be better off with me. And Maureen would help take care of them. And you could see them whenever you want. And I said, I could see, as long as I could see them whenever I want, that's fine. So when we went to court, I gave him partial custody so that I could still have visitation. But when it came time and I did get clean, he wouldn't let me see him. He kept picking up different excuses for me not to be able to come see him. So I never really saw him when they were growing up. Really? Why didn't you just go to court and fight for your kids? and say, I'm supposed to be able to see them. Cause that's probably what she's thinking in her head. And that's her word. Right, I know. Right? I just, I thought they were gonna be okay. better off there, but. No, no, that's a different I issue. They that may be the life. best parenting move you've ever made. That may be the most loving motherly gesture on your part to release them to him. However, if, if he doesn't let you see them and you are clean, you could have gone to a court and push to be able to see them. So one of two things happened. You were clean and didn't fight for them, or you were still a mess and knew you'd lose if you did. Either way, I hope those days are past, and, and you guys obviously have made some effort to repair, you know, the past. Um, and so really, I don't care if she likes living with you or not, because that's not a legal issue. I would find it very, very difficult to live with my mom. Um, and I'm sure she would find it very difficult to live with me. Um, but the legal issue that I have in front of me is that you tossed all of her stuff. What caused you to toss her stuff so quickly? My mom has a thing of if she's gonna keep you involved in her life, she'll constantly answer the phone. She won't miss your calls to where you learn my mom, you learn that when she stops answering your calls that she's not coming back. Um, so she kept telling me for an hour, two hours, three hours, I'm coming back, I'm on my way back. I didn't hear from her for two days. I keep calling and calling and calling, no answer. Um, I don't think I got an so answer. So you felt abandoned. She said she, correct. But at that point, maybe about two weeks later, I had said the heck with it and threw everything out. How long had you been without hearing from her? For two weeks? Honestly, it was a little bit longer than that because um, she was supposed to, um, she paid me April. She was supposed to pay me for May and then she had disappeared. In May, she said she was going to pay me the $250, which is what she was paying in rent. And then the, hundred, uh, the 150, which she was paying toward the cable because she wanted the extra cable channels. So um, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. She told me that like maybe three times. Then I didn't hear from her until my sister had back surgery. And then what did she do? I actually reached out to my mother and said, do you know your daughter, your daughter is in the hospital having back surgery? She said, yeah, I know. And I said, well, as long as you know, I really have nothing to say to you because you owe me money. And she says, I will pay you. Talk to me about the bearded dragon issue, because I have people suing back and forth on this. Go ahead. I had bought two bearded dragons. Uh, and what is <laughs> so a bearded dragon? I can actually show you one. Give me like one. an iguana. Oh, that'll do just fine. It looks just like an iguana when it's up. But yes, I. So this is a bearded dragon. Oh, it's so much smaller than I imagined. And does oh, it grow past one. that? Yeah, to the okay. length of your arm. And how many do you have? 
So I was supposed to have one, which is my girl, which is bigger than him, um, Pisces. She was supposed to be the only one I had. Then my mother had said, oh, I really want one. Will you get me one? So I got her one as well. Um, the, the pet store told us, oh, that's all you need. Just You need the dragon. You can take it home. It will sleep in the bed with you. We're thinking, okay, fine. Well, we, you know, we don't need to do nothing else. Well, I get home and I start Googling it and come to find out you need these tanks for them. They need lights. They need carpets in their tanks. They need all this stuff. So I ended up having to buy maybe you should Google, um, a tank. Maybe you should Google before you buy bearded dragons. <laughs> How's that for a plan? That so you ended up spending sense. all this money. And was she supposed to pay you back for that? Yes, ma'am. She's supposed to pay me back for the dragon, um, plus the tank and the lights, which the lights and everything inside the tank was $109, plus the bearded dragon. Um, when she left, hers was sick. So I ended up having to take hers to the vet, and um, they gave me a medicine to kind of deal with the worms and stuff he had. And now that's the one I just showed you. He's doing really, he's really healthy. Um, I just never intended to have two or three or four bearded dragons. I went to the pet store about a month ago. Um, to get my bearded dragon's cricket, they ended up giving me a third bearded dragon. So now I have one. It's about this big. Why? What, what do you mean they ended up giving? How big was the gun they put to your head in order to get you to take the other bearded dragon? Stop! Stop! Like, what do you have a farm going on in your house? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project. Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I think that there's a pattern here. We have somebody who wants a mother and they don't have a mother. They don't have a mother when they're growing up and they don't, and their mother disappears again on them. It's uh, kind of a repeat. And well, what happens right. to Miss Shaw, it, when she sees that you are, are flushing her from your life again, then she does something she shouldn't have done. You're not, you don't throw out someone's medicine and clothes and everything else. You know you did wrong. Um, but how about what you did wrong, Ms. Mace? And I'm not even talking about you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was. I'm talking about all the money I that she says that you were right? supposed to pay her. March cable, March rent. She says you never paid March. I paid all the way up until the month that I ended up leaving, which was before the first when the rent was due. Okay, well, even under that theory, if you have a, a verbal month-to-month -month tenancy with someone where you're supposed to be helping out with the rent, you're supposed to give them 30 days notice. Can't just take off because they're counting on that money. Um, you know, I, tell me about the medication. According to you, it's $300 for a bunch of jeans and shirts, and it's $25 for a radio, and the big ticket item is $475 in medication. Tell me what, me what my, medication my is that? That's for my schizophrenia. It's Trentilix. It's over a thousand dollars. If you buy, if did you throw out her schizophrenia medication, Miss Shaw? So I went through RX. I don't RX, know what the medicine is for. I, I just know it was medicine, Miss Shaw. But I know uh, when I took her, I, but I let took me ask you this: stuff to get her medicines. 
Right, but here's the thing. If you took off for two weeks, what was happening with your medicine if you didn't have any and didn't get replacement medicine? In other words, I you didn't. left the medicine behind. Why did you? Oh, you did. So then why should she pay you $475 for it? it but you, in other words, what I'm telling you is she didn't steal your medicine. You left it behind and then took off and then moved to California, right? We, we haven't even gone over that. Uh, yeah. You ended up relocating to California to get a new life. Okay. Um, so how were you not taking medication or did you immediately refill it? The one you I, left behind? I, I went a week, about a week week and a half without it and then I went and um because my insurance there in California wouldn't cover it I went to um I got good rx and it was only 374 there so that's how I was able to fill my meds okay do you have a receipt for that no I don't okay then you got a ticket to California and where are you now are you in California um, now in Texas oh she's back are you back in Texas Miss Mace yes oh okay so when was the last time you two saw each other? I'm kind of curious. When I put her put her room in my name. When you and did what? I, when I put her room in my name. Her, the room she's in now is in my name. Are you kidding me? No, I'm actually serious. And then, so you put her room in your name. So she's, you rented a place. You like loaned her your credit, I guess. But she's the one who's actually living there. And when she, if she doesn't pay her rent, whose credit do you think gets messed up? And who do Mine. you think gets a judgment against them? Mine. Were you surprised that she sued you? Um, a little bit at first, but then, you know, my, not saying my mom, but a lot of my family is grimy and it's typical of my family to do grimy stuff. So then it, it kind of became a shock and then it was like, oh, okay, this is nothing new. Like I'm, I stay a distance from my family. I think I'm the only one that has common sense that tried to make something of my life. Um, most of my family's been on drugs or are on drugs. Um, they just haven't, they, they're CPS callers. They try and get your kids taken away for no reason. And I just don't have time for it. So I've, I have not been to see my family since 2008. The rest of the family. That's kind of, that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to get this resolved in court. So maybe I was hoping we could put this behind us, whatever way it goes. And, try to move on and maybe make some kind of life with each other, even if it's just like an acquaintance, just see each other once in a while so I can see my grandkids, see my daughter. And I mean, she's, she's the only one actually that she is right, that has done something with her life and has fought to get where she is today. Anything she's got, she's worked for and got on her own. Nothing was given okay. to her. Well, I have a feeling from the conduct of Miss Shaw that um, you're a lucky lady who has a daughter who will always leave the lines of communication open. And she yearns yes, she for does. that mother-daughter relationship. So I'm going to take care of business right now. As far as I'm concerned, on your lawsuit against her and your lawsuit against her, it's going to be a wash. Okay, because you shouldn't have thrown out her stuff and you shouldn't have left owing money. So now what, ladies? Where do we go from here? That I leave in day, each of your capable hands. Go ahead, Ms. Mace. At the end of the day, she's my daughter and I'm her mother and I hope that we can move on from this now and just put it behind us and try to move forward because I'm willing to try harder this time and try not to screw up or 
do anything that's going to jeopardize our relationship again. You know what that's going to mean? It's going to mean communication. But you've got to communicate. You can just take off like that because that's just too reminiscent right. of her early years. It's too painful. Okay? Right. All right, folks. I understand. Um, I, think, uh, I think this one might have a happier ending. Jessica, I do show. love you. I'm I sorry for everything. That's okay. God says to forgive Good and luck, forget. ladies. Thank Good you. Good luck, ladies. So, in this mother-daughter dispute, it's a wash. Neither party wins their respective lawsuits. You know, I'd like to try something here to see if we can work this out. Ms. Mace, uh, I, obviously I have questions for you, but I know you were just telling us how you would like to, to be in touch with your daughter, to renew this relationship. Let me ask if you would talk direct to your daughter, uh, Ms. Shaw, and have the two of you see if we can bring you together a little bit so maybe we can help rectify this, this situation. How about sure. that? Would you like to say something direct to yes. your daughter? Talk to her. Jessica, I, I, I'm really sorry for everything I've done, and I really want to make this work if you're willing to give me another shot. It's okay. Everybody so makes mistakes. you got to forgive and forget. Everybody makes mistakes. you got to be a bigger person to forgive and forget. That's what God wants you to do. Thank you. And I well, we leave. wish both of you luck. Thank, Thank you. you. With both both of you luck. Yeah, you, you're welcome. Thank you for at least trying. Okay, let's uh, let's see if you can work okay. this out and and have a decent relationship. Well, that's a you know that's a tragic case, but a very interesting one to say the least. And let's see how the judges feel about this. Let's join them again for another session of after the verdict. A lot of baggage apparently in this relationship, and a lot of complicated things that have gone on over the years. You've got the mother who apparently was a dual-diagnosis schizophrenic, who had substance abuse issues and her schizophrenia, and was not a part of her daughter's life for a long time. And this defendant, Jessica, seems like a pretty strong young yeah. woman. She seemed really uh, squared away there. Right. Um, because I, I, uh, we see a lot of these cases, you and I, in the courtroom, and um, there's not usually that kind of forgiveness. Yeah. And No. Right. No, you don't really know what she's been through what they've both been through and yeah. it's uh, I would not judge someone who had to deal with that type of mental illness and try to make that decision whether what she did was heroic and selfless or selfish depending on your point of view I suppose I think the best thing for these two is to keep a little modicum of distance um, until trust develops again but still you know it's hard to live with a parent Right. Um, and it's hard to live with a child. So right. it's, you know, I think um, they'd be better off not as roommates. Well, hopefully they have better days ahead together and a stronger bond. So Kathy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, um, if somebody wins a judgment, is there a time limit on how long they have to pay? And what happens if they don't? Good question. So if you get a judgment in court, usually uh, the uh, party who loses has a certain amount of time, usually 30 days, to pay up. If they don't pay up, you can execute on the judgment, which means you haul them back into court. You find out where their bank accounts are. You find out uh, where their job is. You can attach wages. You can garnish wages. You can attach bank accounts and freeze them. There are all sorts of remedies, uh, but you have to follow the process based on your state, and you should go online. It will. It's very easy to find out. Look under execution of judgment. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case are inside the courtroom. 
This is the plaintiff, Jessica Myers. She says she met the defendant at church, and he ended up buying a used car she was selling. He was supposed to pay her 200 bucks per month for the car, which she sold to him for $1,000. The devil crosser only paid her 200 He abandoned the car on the side of the road. And she's here suing him for the $800 she's still owed. This is the defendant, Jeremy Jameson. He says he found out the plaintiff disconnected the odometer, which is illegal. The car died on him on the road one day, and he told the plaintiff where he left it so she could pick it up. Bottom line, this woman sold him a hunk of junk. She altered the mileage and refuses to pay her a penny more. He's accused of cheating a church lady. All parties, please your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she sold a church member a car and the guy stiffed her. But the defendant says that the woman disconnected the odometer and that's illegal. It's the case of cheating a church lady. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Ms. Myers, how is it that you and the defendant know each other? Uh, We met in church, Your Honor. How long ago did you meet? About eight months. Okay. And then at some point, he reaches out to you because he knows that you have a car for sale, or did you guys talk about it, or what? How did this come up? I put it on Facebook Marketplace, and um, he saw it, so he contacted me saying that he needed a a car. So we talked about it. And he was having problems with a different car that he had purchased, correct? He wasn't, you weren't able to title it, Mr. Jameson? Yes. All right. So the two of you agree that he's going to buy your car for how much? $1,000. Right. And he pays you... 200 and you let him have the car and you hope he's going to pay you the rest yes he was gonna um going through something so i was trying to help so i tell him that he can pay me payments to trying to help him and um that was not the case okay so when's the first time you realize that he doesn't intend to pay you uh when i uh took the car back from him because he was not paying me and that was on um may 18th all right, and then what happens? And then um, we went to the um, store to notary the paperwork that he bought the car and the asset is. Um, the car has a new gasket and the new um, something else that I put on, I remember. Did you give him the car back? Did you give him the car back, Miss Mayors? The day he gave me the $200, yes, I did. Oh, so originally he was just taking the car and he, he hadn't given you any money? Okay, so when he gives you the $200, you say, okay, back to our original deal. And you actually have him sign some paperwork, right? Yes, I did. A bill of sale. All right, and then what happens? Does he pay you any more uh, money? No, and um, I call him, and he keeps making excuses that he was waiting for his stimulus check, that he was waiting for his unemployment, and um, he just don't want to pay the car. So the the week he told me he was going to pay the car, he didn't. And then it was a Friday, so I called him Saturday. I said, you said you were going to pay me. He said, oh, Monday, I'm going to pay you. And then Tuesday came and Thursday, and um, he broke down the car. He said that day in the, one of the texts, he said, I will still pay you the $200. But, and then he changed his mind 30 minutes later, said he was not going to buy that car. Okay. Let me hear from you, Mr. Jameson. What's the problem? Well, that's not at all what happened. She did. Um, everything she said was true um, up until the point where, I didn't pay when I was supposed to pay. I was supposed to pay. 
a couple of days after the car broke down, but I drove it to, um, to I was doing a day labor thing that was um, 20 minutes from where we live in Gainesville, in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, it, it broke down and just, there, there was nothing I could do. It, I let it cool down and everything and, and it just wouldn't start. And um, so I told her, I'd already paid her the $200. I was never late on a payment. I, I just- well, but what, what makes you think again. that she has to repair your car? You bought the car. Why would she have to repair it? Why aren't you the guy who has to pay and repair the car? What do you mean there was nothing you could do? Yeah, you could repair your car. I, like the rest of us mere mortals do. I, I just think that I don't think I'm anything other, but I, I, I do believe that um, she knew the problem with the car when it started. Um, at the beginning, she gave me the car initially, and then she came back. How long had you been driving that car? For like a week. It, but but I haven't been driving it because I hadn't tagged it. I couldn't tag it because um, I guess her you son paid for money it. for the car. Yeah, oh, right. let me ask you a question. So, Where's so, the title to the car right now? Where's the title? She has it. She has it. Okay, so what title. was the plan, Ms. Myers? Were you ever going to, you were going to give him the title once he finished paying? That's correct. I was going to give it the title. And who has um, the car right now? Well, because... To tow it from the city that it was like 45 minutes away from Gainesville, not 20 minutes, I had to call the junker because I didn't want to do, deal no more with that. And the junker uh, charged me $100 to um, tow the car back to Gainesville, which in one of the texts I tell him that the car is an old car. You have to give uh, oil. You have to give water to the car. It has a new gas head gasket. And all these things that we changed to the car, the car has an AC. The only thing that didn't work in the car, it was the odometer, but it worked it, when the head gasket got fixed, that's when the odometer got uh, not connected back. But that was just to connect it back. It was not that it was broke, okay? So, Pardon me, but, um, but, when but um, I, I didn't know that the odometer wasn't connected. I didn't know that the odometer wasn't real. I, I thought that it had a hundred. Well, not being connected and not being real are two different things. Um, do you have any evidence of what's wrong with the odometer? No, I, I just didn't. I didn't realize that it wasn't really a hundred twenty thousand mile car. I thought I was buying. Well, what makes you think that it's not really a hundred and twenty five thousand? According to her, the odometer got disconnected when the head gasket got um, replaced, and it should have been connected. It wasn't. And the only person who drove it after that was you. It's not like somebody was trying to pretend to sell you a car that had 20,000 miles. Um, that may be true. I, I have no idea. But, but I just know that I thought that this was a 120,000-mile car. And then when I drove it, when I drove it for any distance, it, that wasn't the case. I'm looking at pages and pages of text between you guys. Um, anytime, brother, you are family. Please do not worry. We are here to help family and help each other. We got a TV for y'all. You got him a TV? Yes. Um, well, he was living in a place that it was a group home, and we had a, a TV that somebody want to get rid of that, and I want to give that TV to them for the house. Okay. And then he mentioned, I, I, I'm fine with the TV. I, you know, he didn't, I guess he didn't need it, but I've been very stressed out. I'm going to get pulled over with this tag. Do you have any idea what a miracle this is? Amen. 
Brother, God is so much love with joy in our hearts. We are doing this. Please don't worry no more. We've got you. And then that didn't work out very well. And then what happens later is he tells you, um, uh, you actually have, he actually left you a message and you kept the message, right? That's correct. Hey, Jesse, this is Jeremy. Um, I'm in Melrose right now. I, I drove here to uh, do day labor, and uh, I'm broken down on the side of the road, overheated. Um, so I'm getting coolant right now to put in it, and hopefully uh, hopefully it'll everything will be okay, but I'm just letting you know what's going on. Um, but uh, it's not looking good. All right, let's hear from her. Yeah, I just want to make she sure. She returns that, uh, that call that you were fine. Um, one of the things I told you that you have to check the oil all the time and of course it's an old car. They cool on too. So I hope you're okay. Okay, have a blessed day. All right. The question is, you know, do you have any evidence that this lady knew about some problem with the car you were driving around for two weeks and that it, and even if and and did she lie to you and fool you? What's your evidence on any of that? Uh, I have no evidence, Mr. evidence of that whatsoever. And and I, I actually hope that that's not true. But um, right. And then, from, but let's look from, at the contract that you signed. Does the contract give us any shed any light on who is supposed to be paying for repairs? This is an as-is sale, meaning Jessica is not responsible for any mechanical problems that may occur while the loan is in effect. Jeremy is still responsible yep. for meeting the requirements for this loan, even upon such mechanical problems. And that's what you signed in order to get the car back after she had taken it from you because you weren't paying. Um, Mr. Jameson, let me ask you a question. What did you think you were signing when you got a car for $200 to drive around for the many weeks you were driving it around and it said that you're required to pay for any mechanical problems so which church member will the judge say pew to let's go back into the courtroom i looked at that for like three minutes at um while we were signing that's a long it, time you know no i mean i i just i trusted her and i thought that that I'm sorry, what of. part of any mechanical, this is an as-a-sale and any, it doesn't matter. This is what you signed. That's your signature, isn't it? Yeah, it's my signature. Okay, so yes. when you yes. sign yes. that it's an as-a-sale and she's not responsible, what would make you think that you could just bail on the whole thing? Nothing would make me think that, that I could bail on it, but I thought well, that's that what you did, though. What she said you left a car true. 45 minutes away her. to be her problem. You trusted her. She trusted you. You should have never given him the car, ever, without him fully paying for it. First of all, you shouldn't even sell a car to someone you got to see every Sunday. That's step one, because that's awkward. Is it awkward at church right now between you guys? We haven't gone back to the same um, church group anymore because they COVID and all that, but you honor... Um, Actually, I text him, him in my text. There is uh, evidence when I sent what I was going to put in the contract for him to sign. So he don't see it for three minutes when I went over there. It's in the text when I I don't care if he saw it for three minutes. It makes no difference to me. First of all, if it wasn't in the contract, when you buy a used car, by default, by operation of law, it says is. She was smart enough to actually put it in the contract, which you should put anytime you sell a used car. And I don't care how long you took. Nobody stopped you from focusing and using your brain cells. Everything isn't someone else's problem, 
All right. I, I, Your Honor, I actually have the, the proof of uh, sent to you about when I buy the new head gasket. That's fine. I don't need to see that. What I want to know from you is this. Physically, where is the car now? To the junker. For it's two, in the junker. Yes. It was just too much. I it just decided not to talk to nobody. To just, me. you know, he didn't put oil. He didn't take care of the car. I yeah, you didn't sound that. I got to tell you, on that voicemail, you don't sound like, you, like you've been driving a very long time. If you're asking her, I'm going to put coolant in now after the car's overheated. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you're no, supposed I to be already, taking care of the car. I, I already so, put coolant in it. But she did tell you, because I no. saw it in the text, that you can't drive the car long distances, and you were driving it an hour away. How old is the car? No, it wasn't an hour away. Myers. It's to Melrose, which is 20 minutes you're away. You're from here. 1998. Yep old enough to drink. All right. So it's $1,000 is what you were supposed to get. $200 you got from him. $200 you got for scrapping it, right? So really yes, what you it, are out is an additional $600, right? Or did you um, have to pay for the took, tow? They, they had to pay $100 for the tow. So they were going to give me $300, but because they had to tow it, they took $100 away. Okay. So that's a net of 200 so that means that for if he had done what he was supposed to do, you would have another 600, right? So that's Definitely. really what you're out. Okay, I'm gonna order him to pay you the other 600. Mm -hmm. It is your car, sir, and the transfer of title will happen when uh, the 600 is paid. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So that wraps it up for this case. The plaintiff does prevail. The defendant has left. So let's talk to Ms. Myers, the plaintiff. You're going to get $600. The uh, defendant's going to have to pay you that. He's getting a judgment against him. How do you feel about that? And I'm very pleased because I was not expecting for, um, to pay the $800 because the junker already paid me $200. So that right. was a good right. at home. So you gave it to the junkyard. Do you think the car is still in existence? Are they, have they junked it yet? I mean, destroyed it? What do you think? Um, the car is being sold for parts. Sold for parts. Okay, yeah. so even though he's got to pay you, <laughs> in effect, what he owed you, there's no car there for him to get. That's a, that's a very interesting aspect of the case. Ms. Myers, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank and that'll so do much. it for the case. Let's find out now what the judges have to say about it. Here's another session of After the Verdict. I'm sure you feel like a broken record sometimes talking to litigants about getting a pre-purchase inspection of a car before they buy it, but this yeah. sounds like the kind of case where that might have come in handy. Yeah, it, it, it would have come in handy in every one of the cases that end up in front of me. People just don't, they don't want to pay the hundred bucks or whatever to have a mechanic take a look at it. But, you know, he was completely desperate for right. wheels right, and right. she was someone willing to give him wheels for a measly $200. So, um, because that's all he had to pay her in right. order to have transportation. I mean, a rental car for four or five days would probably set you back yeah. the 200 bucks, right. right? Right, So, I mean, he got, I think he got more than that out of it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I feel bad for him uh, a little bit, not yeah. too much, but just a little bit because, you know, he would have, if he had just finished paying it off and right. then, have, you know, he doesn't even know what's wrong with no, it. The and reason, as his sale is an as his sale. Right, it's and then like he makes it her problem what, by leaving it on the side of the road and right. she's responsible for it getting it, towing it, and doing right. everything else. I mean, this ended up happening. There's no car for him now no. because he ends up making it someone else's problem. I'm done. It's right. someone he else's just problem. just walked away from it right. at the end of the day. And she says she replaced the head gasket, but 
with the complaints about leaking oil and having to add oil and coolant into the car like that, an old car, that's the first thing that popped into my head is probably the, the head gasket's failing on it. So who knows? Maybe so. if he had, instead of leaving the car on the side of the road, if he had brought it back and made right. it his problem, right. instead of leaving it you know, all that distance away, right. then perhaps they could have taken it back to whoever fixed the head gasket. And right, but you know what that the warranty. head gasket is... 1200 1500 bucks in labor alone probably and then you know a couple hundred bucks for the gas well this is so why you, you don't sell yeah. an, a car to someone right. when they've only given you i mean she was smart enough to at least get it in writing the mechanical right. problems would he would be his to make it real clear with him and she was also smart enough to not give him the title until right. he finished paying it right. but you know this is why you don't do that don't sell a car to someone you know i know not don't to a sell, friend or relative no, stuff you like know, that someone I, you see every day right right yeah. And by the way, um, that 20-year-old minivan that we have, the head gasket's leaking on it. Just Is so it you really? Know. Yes, so I got to get that fixed <laughs> one of these days. I'm never giving up that car. I know. It's a good one. Okay, so Victoria wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, with companies using recycled paper, how can, how can you use them for evidence because the print fades away? Victoria, are you serious? I mean, come on, you know you can write on recycled paper where it's not going to fade away. And if it does, I guess you have two options. One, you could use a different kind of paper where the writing doesn't evaporate. Or two, hmm, you could take a picture of the recycled paper and preserve the writing. We'll see you next time.